2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode. It's an exciting time. It's been a really fun couple weeks around here. Last week, the Green Industry Podcast, we hit one... Million podcast downloads, which is pretty incredible considering a show that is niche down to talk about cutting that grass, making that cash, you know, installing mulch. When I started in October, you know, 2018, I was trying to get my brother to listen and and my cousin. And, you know, I I never truly never thought that somehow I didn't know it was possible to have a million downloads uh, for a show that's this niche down, you know, on such a specific topic of the green industry. So that was really cool. Uh, fun milestone, got to celebrate that in person with uh, the almonds and, and Naylor. And then uh, this week, I'm excited to announce the launch of our brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. And so this book's about actionable specifics, the X's and O's, to use a football analogy, on how to properly do the work and run a company. So, if you want to be the best at what you do and make more money in lawn care, landscaping, and, and reach your financial goals, then this is the book uh, that we've been waiting for. You've been searching for. I had a trilogy kind of uh, planned out, um, and this is the third and final book of the trilogy uh, that really wanted to just go heavy on you know extremely practical. Uh, time-tested strategies uh, that will help you grow a better business. And so um, if you're brand new to my content, I'll quickly preview the first two books, cut that grass and make that cash, just to kind of share the the storyline of how we got here. Uh, that first book, very, very wildly successful. It's the storyline of how I started a lawn care business in 2011 with an employee mindset and really only knowing how to be a technician. And I built the business with a horrifying uh, foundation. Um, Pricing was off. Equipment was off. My education was off. Marketing was raggedy as could be. And uh, all I really had was a work ethic and a a desire to make money so I could pay my rent. Well, I fell in love with the satisfaction of making a property just look gorgeous and my customer being happy. And I, I fell in love with the industry. And over time, uh, learning through the school of experience and having some really good mentors, my friend, Rich, Kenny, Jamie, uh, Russell Skipper, many other folks I was able to start talking to. And then eventually I met Naylor and Caleb and some of these other guys. I was able to turn that business uh, into success where some of my customers, and this isn't to to brag, but it's to show you how far I went from starting to eventually working for the the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, the captain of Atlanta Falcons, the defensive coordinator of Atlanta Falcons, and uh, many, many other um, high-end business folks uh, that live in a very prestigious neighborhood here in Atlanta. And so that's my story that I share basically what not to do in the book, cut that grass and make that cash. Uh, because I made so many mistakes, I thought I could share it with somebody out there who could uh, learn from what I did and, and hopefully not repeat my mistakes. Well, then as the years rolled on I, and I, this podcast in 2019, 2020, I started cranking out more episodes. It really started growing. I got to really interview some uh, key leaders in our industry. I don't know if you guys realize this. I heard Nick Carlson mention this the other day, but there's actually 604,000 registered landscaping businesses in America. And so that's a lot of Lawn and landscape companies out there, and obviously I haven't met a, a fraction, you know, not even one percent of all of those business owners. But I have got to meet some guys. Uh, for example, Andy Mulder up there in Northwest Indiana, and uh, Caleb Allman in Fairfield County, Ohio, and and Brian Fullerton up in Michigan, and Naylor obviously in Virginia, and and um, Mitchell's Lawn Care in North Carolina, and just I got to meet folks who run multi-million dollar businesses, million dollar businesses, and are also part-time, but have found success in this industry. And as I interviewed these guys, the 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 similarities of their habits and traits were so obvious of some of the things that they were doing that were winning that winning formula and so I wanted to capture some of those principles and that was the second book best business practices for landscapers and so the third book and I, I there's sprinkles of this for sure in the first two books but I just wanted to go all in on those actionable specifics the X's and O's you know that, that football analogy there to really Hammer home what, in my opinion, is that checklist of the top 101 things uh, that you should do. I was going to do 100, but Mr. Producer is like 101's a more popular. You know, people remember that more than 100 because everyone's got you know a top 100 of this, that, and other. But 101 is like the 101 Dalmatians, Paul. Right? It stands out. So I was like, okay, surely I could add one more to my list. <laughs> so we have 101 proven. Actionable specifics. It's basically like a checklist. So, in your lawn care business, whether you are running a million dollar lawn care business, or you're you're doing hundreds of thousands of revenue, or maybe you're uh, getting that boat close to docking, you're about to start your business. My challenge throughout the book, as you read each actionable specific, is that you compare that to your business and and see are you doing this. And as you go through my top one hundred and one from you know a decade plus in this industry and Everything that I've learned from interviewing you know, hundreds of people and, and, and running my own business and uh, learning things the hard way, I developed my 101 proven ways to to get as efficient as possible and to maximize your earnings. And so as you go through reading the book, it's kind of like a scorecard to, to compare and be like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, 90 out of the hundred and one. I can, um, you know, I'm already doing well, but man, those are, there's 11 new tactics there that I got to, you know, work into my business. Or maybe you're brand new and you're like got 70 of the 101 or or less than that. There's no, you don't get a you don't get a grade like it's, you know, gonna matter. But it's just good because there might be something that you're missing in your business that you'll read in the book, a, a practical tactics, and you'll be, like, wow, I'm gonna make that slight adjustment and grow a better landscaping business myself. And so this was a a really fun project for me and and really stretched me to, I've just had so much. There's a couple stories I shared uh, in this book, um, but it's not as much stories as the first uh, few books. It's more kind of academic uh, cut and dry. And literally it will say number one, number two, number three, number four. And I, and I go through all 101. I got them categorized in chapters and things of that nature. And there's, um, you know, really good structure and flow to the book. But as you go through, you'll actually read the 101 proven ways uh, to increase efficiency and make more money in lawn care. And so we'll share more about this exciting project and uh, the update on the audiobook and uh, so much more coming right up.
1: You heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the Hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in person training. This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400 square foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation retaining walls fire pits and step installation along with one-on-one coaching calls all of this can be found at the hardscapeacademy.com if you're serious about mastering your skills abilities efficiency and bottom line the hardscapeacademy.com is for you and that link is in today's show notes The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy to use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners, with galleries and projects. Timelines, all from your smartphone. Company Cam, the only app every landscaper needs. Check it out at companycam.com forward slash green or find it in your app store. The link will also be in today's show notes.
2: Alrighty, so I wanna actually give you guys a little insight into what's actually in the brand new book, 101, Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Again, it's the it's 101 um, actionable tactics. And so I come right out of the gate. Chapter one is called Know Your Numbers. And go through and basically offer a checklist of every single thing that you want to have in order as soon as possible when you start your business. This is one of the biggest mistakes I made because I tried to do a lot of this myself. I didn't um, have the proper foundation, and of course, it all affects your pricing because as you uh, get a bookkeeper, a CPA, a tax planner, a business management software, and much, much more. I'm not going to give you all the (laughs) all the things in the book, all 101 in this episode, but as you get all of that in order, then you'll quickly realize, oh wow, there's overhead to run a business the right way, and that's gonna quickly help us understand. Got to charge more in our pricing um, to to really have um, sustainable, long term uh, financial success and, and business success. So n- chapter number one, we get right into the nitty gritty right out of the gates of, uh, of gate of knowing your numbers. That alone could have be its whole other book in itself, but I got it nice and tight and concise so that it's a good checklist for you just to make sure you have all of that in order, uh, no matter what stage of your business you're in. Number two, uh, this is chapter two. Again, I, each chapter has like seven, eight, nine or more uh, of the the steps. Um, I, I tried to categorize each of them. So this was actually a really fun project to work on. I had all, I, I feel like Dr. Frank, I had all these spreadsheets and I was writing down the tips and categorizing them. And it's like, um, I was thinking, what if I would have read this book in 2011? Like for real, sat down with a pen, cup of coffee, a notebook and, and went through all of this. Would it have saved me tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars who knows? Because a, a lot of these foundational tactics, I just, the X's and O's, I didn't have it in place. And it's like, if you if give a football story, imagine going out and just running a Hail Mary play every time. Well, it might work here or there, but you're going to get, you're going to throw interceptions. It's just, it's not a good game plan versus, you know, um, uh, what's the guy's name? The Tennessee Titans coach, Marty. Yeah, Variable from um Ohio State. He has this hat that says run the ball, right? <laughs> they just they just run the ball, right? Do some screens, do some um very highly effective plays, have a plan, X's and O's. So anyway, I didn't know the hundred and one top X's and O's. I just winged it. And that's not how you want to run your business. So I, I'm very um uh, pumped up for you guys to read this book and, and and to to have it really um make a difference in your business and, and do things the right way as early as on as possible. So chapter two is highly effective systems and policies. And so uh, I didn't even have a billing policy when I started. It was just like, yeah, leave the check under the mat or in the grill or, you know, just uh, whatever cash don't matter. Pay me. And I didn't have a billing policy. Well, when I did get a billing policy, cash flow started, uh, you know, being more um, on point. And I actually communicated with confidence to my customers that this is how we collect payment, when we collect payment. And it put them at ease because they could tell that I've been doing this uh, for a while. Just like when you sign up with AT&T or Verizon Wireless or whatever bill you have, they already have a policy. Most lawn and landscape companies Th- that are newer, they don't even know what their policy is. So that's just billing, for example, but there's all kinds of policies that you need in your business as well as systems. And so when you get systems in place, policies in place, you know, your numbers, you're already establishing a good foundation. That's already chapters one and two. Chapter three, we talk about uh, strategically selecting your service offerings and target customer. And so, I do a lot of consulting and, and chatting with business owners, and this is uh, something that we really dive into—is is truly spelling out the details of who is your target customer, knowing exactly who they are and what neighborhood they live in, um, because from the, there we can reverse engineer marketing plan to spend as low as money as possible to reach them with as many personal touches as possible so that you can convert and land the clients that you want. And so uh, that's chapter three. Very, very important to know your target customer and the actual region, the actual neighborhood or neighborhoods uh, so that you can run a successful marketing strategy. And of course, I told you this book flows really nicely. Uh, It goes right into chapter four, which is a successful marketing strategy. And so uh, I do a whole chapter on that. Quick little side plug uh, for Dr. Frank Holloman, who um, he actually did a marketing e-training with me. It's the Green Industry uh, Marketing Essentials. And it's actually nine modules, 30 minutes each of just powerhouse top of the line research of what works with marketing so there's a little quick plug uh, dr. Frank he he loves you guys and uh, he's all he was all excited to get that um, it's, it's over there at greenshoetcast.com chapter number five um, excellent customer service and so at the end of the day, it's 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 common sense. We want our customer to come home and pull in the driveway and be very happy with how fresh the grass looks, or how nice the landscape install looks, or you know stone patio paver, whatever you're doing. We want them to come home from work and be very pleased with how their property looks, and probably equally as important uh, to be very impressed with how professional and simple, we make it for them uh, with communication and payment. And so it's, it's kind of the trifecta. You obviously want to make the customer happy by doing high, high quality work, uh, but also uh, customers value great communication and easy, easy peasy convenience. Convenience is king, making it convenient for them to get in touch with you, communicate with you and uh, get you paid and things of that nature. So uh, excellent customer service. Number six, we start getting into um, the X's and O's of actually workflow efficiencies. And so uh, when you're out in the field, what are little tweaks that you can do, uh, minor adjustments that you can make so that the actual work is being done in the most efficient way possible? Workflow efficiencies. So important. Time is money. Uh, Jonathan Potashnik, the lawn care millionaire over there on YouTube, he says that we're in the business of selling time. And so anything that we can do to save time in our business. It's so important. Uh, chapter seven, I, I do a whole chapter on sod. Uh, the riches are in the niches, upsells and cross sells. And so, uh, doing sod is so important. However, I share a story in this book. Ooh, it was a doozy. I lost a lot of money on a sod job and I share the stories of where I went wrong and just some, um, safeguarding that you can do in your business when you do start getting into these higher risk jobs, uh, like sod and beyond to make sure that you protect your rear end. Yet, if you are going to, um, start upselling, uh, which I highly recommend upsells, cross sells, uh, not just doing lawn mowing, uh, to make sure that you do it in a way that's profitable. Because if you mess up a, a $45 mow, okay. But if you mess up a, you know, 14, $15,000 landscape job, you can actually lose thousands of money, um, thousands of dollars, versus just losing under a hundred dollars with the you know we, we had I was joking with Felipe, but and this didn't happen once, it happened twice. We actually mowed the wrong yard, um, so it's like ah oh, you lost time. Uh, but when you do uh, sod the wrong way, uh, you can lose a lot. And I'm you know I share the whole story in the book. It's it's a crazy crazy story number eight, uh, the big cost of the little extras. And so uh, this chapter is about when the customer says, Hey, uh, wait, just, just real quick. Hey, hey uh, when you got a minute? Hey, uh, and, and, you know, there's all these little uh, red flags you'll hear when they'll, Oh, Hey, it be super quick. <laughs> then whatever they say after that, you need to know how you're going to respond because you are running a business and those little extras over a month, over a year, over 10 years, they can really get you off your mission. And so we got to limit the distractions. And if customers want us to do extra beyond what is in our commitment, then we need to clearly communicate to them. We'd be more than happy to, you know, get up there and clean your gutters, Fred, but uh, we'll have to actually schedule that for another day when we have the proper equipment and that will be X amount of dollars. <clears throat> and then, you know, they might get something in their throat and be like, whoa, 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 you know, because they're try. listen, folks, your customer, most of them are good, but some of them will try to get you to do all this free 99 work while you're there. And you just have to be relationally intelligent and, you know, stick to your business and make sure it's profitable. It's a good thing to have a profitable business. Um, Nick Carlson shared this recently uh, when I was interviewing him or talking to him. It was all a blur being up there. Um, But it was, you know, when you're on the airplane and the oxygen mask comes down, if you don't put your oxygen mask on first and you're trying to help everyone, well, eventually you'll die. You know, if you're up in the air and the um, air pressure and all that, and you're trying to help everyone, but you're not first taking care of making sure you're getting your oxygen. Uh, you need to put that on first. And so in our business, we need to make sure we are running a profitable, successful business. And, and if we get away from that, just to do all these little extras for people, um, it's going to burn us out financially and emotionally. And so I, I wrote a whole chapter about the big cost of the little extras. That could be a whole new book in its own the big cost of the little extra. So very important uh chapter there. Uh number nine, the tools for the trade. I just get into equipment and you know equipment acquisition and, and uh renting versus buying and there's so many different scenarios where it makes more sense to rent. Um then obviously there's certain times where it makes a lot of sense to buy. And um you know how you how you grow that equipment because last thing you want to do is be working with raggedy equipment and not being efficient but you also don't want to go to the other end of the spectrum and you just go out and you buy all this fancy schmancy stuff and it sits in the, sh- the shed or the shop or the driveway. And, and, you know, you only use it three times a year and you only bring in a little bit of revenue and you spend all this money on equipment. It's like you just lost a bunch of money. So knowing what's the proper growth to acquire the tools for the trade and the equipment. Uh, chapter 10 is business development. Uh, nicknamed biz dev networking, so important in life in general. But um, as you grow your business, just really connecting with the right people, identifying the bad apples and and running for your life from them and uh, really having a a good networking plan and and being your best at all times, because um, it really only takes one happy customer that can open up so many doors for you or one happy subcontractor that connect you to the right person. It's, it's phenomenal how that can work one way or the other, good or bad. And so uh, we talk about business development, networking, uh, chapter 11's on leadership, becoming a better leader. Uh, so important. Uh, there's a big um, labor crisis. There's a, a question. We get a, a frequently asked question. We get, how do I find good employees? Well, part of that is the man or woman in the mirror, I'm talking about you. You look in the mirror. Hopefully, you see yourself, right? And so, uh, how do we become a better leader? Because when we reach our potential as the leader of our business, well, that's naturally going to attract uh, better customers, subcontractors, employees. And so, uh, you know, a whole chapter on leader uh, leadership. And of course, there's so many other great books out there on leadership. And I, I could have turned that. Most of these chapters could be books in themselves, but we had to keep things moving to, to stick to a hundred and one. Otherwise the book was going to be 201 efficient ways. And I didn't want to do, although I could have, you know, easily done that. I thought a hundred and one was a good spot where you can, you can digest it. And, uh, to start applying it to your business. So chapter 12 is making the most of the off season. Uh, we really dive into the off season and how important it is. Most people have no idea how important the off season is and, and getting everything in order so that you maximize the spring rush. I think folks like Naylor that's worked in retail management, they understand this because you make, I used to work at the mall, m- multiple jobs at the mall and the stores I worked at at the mall, they would make more money in uh, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, uh, Black Friday. Thanks, Marty. Black Friday to Christmas Eve, some of these stores will make more money in that little window than they do the whole rest of the year. And I mean, I, I noticed it because I'd be at the mall and it would be packed every day from Black Friday. I loved it. I worked, uh, well, I, I don't want to get on a side tangent, but I worked at multiple jobs in the mall. I got some hilarious stories, by the way, of when I used to work at the mall. So, uh, those are really funny. But I'd notice how busy it was in that season. And then the other times, I mean, it would be dead. We'd open up at 10 a.m. and there'd be the same, you know, old people that come, they'd do laps, they'd walk around, and you know, occasionally someone would walk by, but I mean it was like barely anybody there, you know, the rest of the year. But that's how it is in landscaping with the spring rush. And so, how do you maximize that spring rush? Every penny that you can make in the spring rush a lot of that starts in the off season and, and you're Mark going back to the chapter on marketing strategy, getting all of that set up so that when the spring rush does come, you're cherry picking from the best of the best and, and making bank. Um, chapter 13 is build to sell all about, um, you know, having the mentality as you're building your business that one day you're going to sell this thing. And even if you're like, well, I'd never sell this business. So I'm going to give it to my kid. who He's gonna take over. He's gonna give it to his kid. Well, maybe one day your kid's gonna to want to sell the business. Okay, you don't know. You'll be long gone by then. And at least have it set up so that if you ever do want to go and sell, you'll get top dollar for it. And it's kind of a reverse psychology deal because if you actually do that, you actually build your business more effectively and and systematized and better policies. Anyway, if if you or if you're thinking, man, someday one of these big companies are gonna look under the hood and consider you know, making an offer to purchase this thing, well, you'll, you'll build it differently. So chapter on that. And then the final chapter is on ironing, uh, sharpening iron and and the importance of um, really having uh, good people on the bus in your life uh, to uh, keep you accountable that one of my problems when I started my business was I didn't have enough eyes on my business. And nowadays I got, I just had uh, yesterday my appointment with Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. They're my bookkeepers and they know every Everything about all the finances of my business, and then I have another layer from that uh, with a with a CPA, accountant, and uh, a tax planner. And there's there's multiple sets of accountability now looking in and giving me suggestions of what they notice could be uh, improved or what I need to be paying more attention to, and things like that. And so there's a chapter on how you can do that in your business. You don't want to be a lone ranger uh, because when we're isolated like that, surely we have a blind spot that we're missing. And so just making sure our business is built, um, in a way that, uh, we, we don't have any blind spots and we're constantly making those tweaks and adjustments to reach its full potential. So long story short, I think this book will add a lot of value to your life. I I can't even imagine if I would have read this book, my first year in business, how much It would have expedited my, uh, you know, process of getting things in order and and how many mistakes I would have avoided. And so I know a lot of you have given me feedback over the years that, man, I love all those stories, Paul, and and those principles and things like that. But give me more X's and O's. Give me more X's and O's. And so I, you know, took that to heart and I was like, okay, well, I I really want to put together Uh, my top 101 X's and O's, those actionable tactics. And so you can uh, pick up your copy today and uh, read them for yourself. 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency, Make More Money in Lawn Care, Practical Tactics to Grow a Better Landscaping Business. Of course, that's available on Amazon, and uh, you can just head on over there, and uh, you'll see the brand new book there, and uh, you can order it If you have Amazon Prime, it should be uh, over your way in no time. So we appreciate you listening to today's show. And uh, I hope that you will pick up your copy today of 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care.